Tonight on Rogue Padron, never start with a mind trick, planting the seeds, bros never die, good night, sweet prince, ice hearts orders, and taking out a hut. I'm going to leave that open to whether it's killing them or taking them <laughs> out on a date. <laughs> Definitely oh. a date. <laughs> you don't know with this podcast. You just don't know. <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. listeners and welcome to season four episode three of rogue padron mm, i totally forgot what i was gonna say mm. <laughs> 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 when did they stop being missions and start being episodes uh apparently today oh, okay. um, <laughs> that's Season four, mission three of Rogue Podrin. And apparently because I'm feeling pretty forgetful, let's give you a reminder of your hosts. We have Saf, Rogue Seven, and if she was a self-help book, she would be Live Like a Robot, How to Shut Down Your Emotions and Live a Better Life. <laughs> oh, no. oh Saf, write it. I need that book. I think it's the most accurate one you've done. Uh, it would be so helpful. <laughs> We have Heath, Rogue 3, and his self-help book would be That's What She Said, A Guide to Listening to Others and Giving Quality Advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. There's Danny, Rogue 6, and his self-help book would be Get Back Up, 101 Ways to Get Rehired. <laughs> <laughs> Only 101? <laughs> Only 101. I feel like I have more uh, than that by now. Nick burned through them the quite book. a bit. That's good. That's good. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and my self-help book would be called Teamwork Makes the Dream Work, 13 Steps to Tricking Your Friends into Doing Stupid Stuff with You. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait. Yep. Is, the, is that why Wait. we're here? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm suddenly reevaluating the entire last year of this podcast. <laughs> yes, while we were gone, well, between episodes, it was Rogue Padron's one-year-old birthday. Yay. Yay. Well, Happy birthday. speaking of poor life choices, I have a question <laughs> about Rogue One. Yep. <laughs> um, toys? Uh, can you be more Is there no more to that question? Is it just toys? <laughs> just that. <laughs> toys. <laughs> um... I'm trying not to collect too many things right now, but I wouldn't be mad if they made a body pillow with Director Krennic on it. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's a really good one. What cape if, and all. What if you made it? Absolutely the cape. <laughs> it has to have the cape. <laughs> that's that's like 60% of the attraction is the cape. So is but is the cape like is it just designed onto the pillow or is it like attached no, to the pillow? It's attached. To so the like pillow. the pillow yeah. billows. It's like yeah. part of the pillow case. <laughs> yeah. Got it. 
So wait, we're describing our dream Rogue One toy? Is that what That's we're That's what the question is now, yes. <laughs> okay. We're just talking now. about toys. Because <laughs> Rogue Friday happened last week. Yeah. I got a Black Series K2SO. Nice. He's standing next to me right now. That's a really cool looking toy. I didn't get it, but I saw one. Is he going to kill you? Yes. Why would he do that? He's not going to kill Saf, though. She's one of them. <laughs> He's like this black and white X-Wing that came out with the Hot Wheels chips. Um, it looks really cool. I haven't got it because I haven't found it anywhere here. But it's like a partisan X-Wing or something, and I love right. it, and I want to do like a titanium version of it. Sarah, Sarah Dempster got one of those. Yeah, that's how I know about it. Looks sweet. Yeah, I, I didn't even want, know like, about them. I want them to do a Titanium Black Series one of that. I don't even know what it is. Like, if it it must be like some third party group, third party. I don't um, even know what <laughs> Titanium Black Series is. <laughs> yeah, the little, I'm so the bad at collecting. They're the only things I like collecting, really. I, see, but I just I like getting a lot of wings. Didn't you say you're gonna go for the U wing? Did you get that? I didn't because they don't have those in New Zealand. None of the titanium ships are here. Except for like the ones from last Force Friday, in which case they have I think I saw about twenty of those little troop carriers that came out last year. See previous conversation about America being the best. <laughs> Australia has them and I'm so mad. Boo. Like, Boo, if I go over X Wing. I'm gonna get some X Wing toys. Or U Wing toys. I was not planning to buy any toys because I'm trying to save money for a celebration. And then yeah. it was like 10 minutes before midnight and I saw online that people were getting free t-shirts at Toys R Us. So I hopped in my car, got to Toys R Us right at midnight, walked in the door, they gave me a t-shirt, all the shelves were empty, I walked back out and drove home. <laughs> and so now I have this rad Rogue One t-shirt. <laughs> nice. That I really like. Is it that it's Funko the, one? The or Funko one? one, yeah. It's yeah, got Jin and cool. Cassian and K2SO on it. And yeah, it's nice. cool. I don't have any Funko shirts. I like it. So that was a really cool thing that the uh, that they did at Toys R Us. So thanks, Toys R Us. Yeah, for being thanks, cool. Toys R Us. Today's episode brought to you by Toys Target. R Us. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Not Target. Okay. Cool. Good. Well, let's talk about some chapters that were totally for this week. Yes. <laughs> so at chapter 13 we have Mirax, Corn, Iela and Elskull and Sixtus on their way planet side to Typhera. I don't know they... what is so hard about these names, Meg. Mirax, Corn, Iela, Elskull and Sixtus. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Elskull. It's really just Elskull. Like I don't I can't. Elskull. It's a weird name. It is a weird name. Elskull needs a rogue powder nickname. Listeners, give us one. Please give us a nickname. Great. They are going in disguised, and they will meet up with a Raytrix inside the spaceport. We find out that Luke sent Corrin some data cards about how to work on his Jedi skills and hoping, in hopes to tempt him over to come study at the Jedi Academy. Mirax, once they get planet side, they kind of see the fancy houses, and it's obvious that Mirax is out for Eris's blood. She wants <laughs> yeah. to bathe in it. <laughs> Mirax is pissed. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. good. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> I love it. Like, she says that blowing her up is too fast. 
right? not savage enough. She wants Eric her to, needs to suffer. Chill. It's great. It's great. Eresi uh. was not only a spy for the most evil government ever seen in the galaxy, but she was also macking on Merrick's man, all right? Dude. How dare she? Yeah, so if anyone it's needs the to chill, crime. it's not Merrick's. <laughs> <laughs> yes because Corin is the ultimate prize as we all know obviously so in the spaceport they miraculously get through customs but Corin being Corin at the first opportunity of just trying to go to the bathroom immediately attracts the attention of a stormtrooper who kind of recognizes him Corin then attempts to Jedi mind trick him and fails spectacularly. He continues to make it worse, and eventually he pulls out his lightsaber, and now everyone is in a firefight. A plus Corin. A plus work Corin. Oh, Great so covert op. You get passing marks so in diffusing the situation class. Like, oh, <laughs> how do I stay quiet and like get out of this without anyone noticing? Let me ignite this Jedi weapon. <laughs> what? Corin, no. Don't mind. I got this under control. <laughs> I got this, guys. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Jesus. During the firefight, when Corin has attracted all the attention of several stormtroopers, it's time to take a drink because Corin accepts that he will die today. <laughs> <laughs> good old Corin. he goes and attacks a bunch of the troopers and as he believes he just died by getting shot in the chest who shows up to save oh his God. behind but bro jace i can't nah, believe i was nah, right nah. he just said it's someone who looks like bro jace fine guess who shows up to save his behind somebody who looks an awful lot like <laughs> Hmm. I'm almost right on Bro Jace's homework. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder, wonder who it could be. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job, Danny. That That's was good. <laughs> Too bad we have to wait till next week to find out. Not really, but we do have to wait because the next chapter we are back with Wedge, and he's on the station waiting for the Twilex to arrive. Booster, we find out, is obviously A++ and making a lot of money. Not only does he get everybody to do basically what he wants, he's also just shrewd in the way that he lowered the temperature five degrees and somehow it's saving him like millions of credits. So, good job, Booster. I tried to do that in the winter too and Jack hates it. <laughs> it would kill someone if they did that to me. Oh my god. Well, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Also, it's good for the environment. Just put on another blanket. You're fine. Booster Tarek's an environmentalist. <laughs> <laughs> the Twi'leks who have arrived are Koshak and Taldira. Please remember them from before where Wedge dressed up like them and it was attractive. <laughs> also, because that's where they procured the reel to make Ryklaw to cure the Kratos virus. But whatever. Hey, it's two people who are relevant to the plot in the last book. Yeah. Yay. Recurring characters. Wedge and Taldira go to hang out in a tap calf while Koshak goes and negotiates strenuously with Booster. And while they're discussing, Wedge is picking up what Taldira is throwing down, namely that the Twilight Warriors want to join the fight. They've made their own uh, 
hyperspace capable ships called Death Seeds, which are a combo of X Wings and TIE Fighters. Okay, I just and- want to read out this this one line. Oh yeah, yeah. That he says that he's hoping Isa and her people choke on your Death Seeds. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> <laughs> like, Seth, yeah. I expect that kind of an observation from Heath. <laughs> I just needed to point that line out. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> we just had to talk about the death seed, choking on death seed for a little bit more. And just yeah. that it wasn't Tycho who said it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a whole squadron and they want to dedicate the fight to, I don't know, take down the back to convoy. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course. The Twi'leks want to that- help. That's the moral of the story. They want to help because their honor is at stake. Oh, so they're like Zuko. Just like Zuko. <laughs> we didn't have to wait that long to find out what happened to Corin because in the next chapter we see that he's in the back to tank again. And it's a pretty good thing that they're on Typhair because dang was that boy damaged. So <laughs> let's all take a moment, pause for the cause, and imagine Corin floating in a diaper. Yes. <laughs> yep. Excellent. It's great. The good news is that he was only out for two days because he was dunked in Zaltan Verigen Bacta, which is apparently the good stuff. When Corrin gets pulled out and toweled off, guess who comes in the room? It's actually Bro Jace, and most importantly, they call him Slender. Yes. <laughs> Everything about this is great. Um, Equal representation. <laughs> Do y'all want to do this as a dramatic reading? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. right. As he came through the doorway, Merrick stepped forward and enfolded him in a hug. She kissed his lips, then his right ear. I can't tell you how good you feel. I was afraid you'd not make it. And give your father the satisfaction. She laughs lightly. (laughs) I'll tell him that the horn tenacity is, in fact, good for something. Corrin kissed the side of her face and held on tight. One of the most unnerving things about being in a back-to-tank with its temperature control and neutral buoyancy was the feeling of floating in a void. If not for the touch of the breathing mask on his face, he would have had no connection to the outside world. Just being able to hold on to Mirax and feel her body through the thin material of her clothes brought him fully back into the world. You weren't hurt, were you? Mirax shook her head. Nope, I kept my head down and came out on one piece. She grinned. And I even managed to recover your lightsaber for you. It and your Jedi credit are safe. Great. Thanks. <laughs> he released Mirax and gave Iella a hug. Yet one more time you've had to watch me bobbing and Becta. <laughs> Iella smiled. As long as you keep coming out whole, hale and hearty, I don't mind. Thanks. Korra let her go, then nodded to Elskull and Sixtus. Sorry to have inconvenienced you. The big man just shrugged. Elskill's eyes narrowed. The crossfire was a bit more inconvenient than this. We've gotten some work done while we've been waiting. And good work it has been. A tall, and most importantly, slender man came through the archway and gave Corrin a once-over. I'm glad to see you healed, bro. You were in a bad bad state when I first saw you. Corrin hesitated. While he'd floated in the Bacta, he'd mulled over the identity of the man he'd seen standing above him in the spaceport. He looked like Bro Jace, 
But Corrin knew that was impossible because Brojace had been killed by the Empire. Corrin had decided that the man he'd seen was someone affiliated with the Zaltan Corporation, as Jace had been, and perhaps was even closely related to Jace. That solution made perfect sense to him and seemed to satisfy all the facts in his possession. But there's no mistaking that tone of voice. Corrin's jaw hung open. You are Brojace. Indeed I am, bro. Jace bowed his head, then graciously waved Corrin toward one of the daybeds. <laughs> You'd like an explanation on why I'm not dead? Corrin sniffed. I've been reported dead myself. Those things happen. Mirak slapped him playfully on the belly. <laughs> <laughs> so intimate. You're dying to know what happened to him, just like the rest of us. Well, if the rest of you want to indulge him, then I think the only polite thing for me to do is listen. Corin sat and adjusted the towel to preserve his <laughs> modesty. <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Knock us out with the story. Jace, whose blonde hair picked up green highlights from the back to tank, smiled easily. I hardly think the tale engrossing enough for you to endure a second telling of it, so I beg your forbearance. Corin glanced Fancy at Mirax. You've heard this before? Yes, and I'd rather have him tell you instead of having you get it out of me later. Corin winced. <laughs> right. Okay. Bro. Bro. Do it. Bro. 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 <laughs> Yo, bro. Yay. Yay, that was beautiful. Good job. <laughs> bro, do it. Bro. Corin sentences are so awkward. <laughs> Do it, do like, it, bro. Like, saying them out loud, there's no way to not say them sarcastically. They're all awkward. Everyone is awkward. It's so awkward. I can't tell you how good you feel. Like, what? What is Why this? did she slap his belly? Right? <laughs> Playfully. All of it is so unnecessary. All of it. <laughs> okay. the, little, the little line about adjusting the towel, like, so unnecessary. <laughs> he did not need to know. It's like he wrote this book knowing we'd eventually do this. Uh. <laughs> okay, so Bro goes on for like three pages about what happened, but let me just tell you right now. It was actually the Ashurn that requested Bro to come back and lead their main planning group. The His father was never in any kind of danger. He was already planning on faking his death when he was on his way back home. He made an extra X-Wing stop, transferred to a freighter, and planted a bomb on his X-Wing, and slaved the NAV computer to the other ships making the routine stop. So when the Imperials jumped Bro at, well, jumped Bro's X-Wing at whatever meeting point that was, the ship already exploded, and they thought they did it, but really, it was Bro all along. That's so Bro. It was so Bro. I already plan on making my death, bro. I'm just so happy he's actually alive. (laughs) Are you? Seth, you had had three theories, right? I had three theories, and all three of them have been true. Yay! (laughs) And now I have to stop forever, because I don't want my next one to be wrong. That's that's good. Also, I've just stopped believing that anyone actually dies in these books. Yeah, unless we actually see them full-on die, I don't believe it. Even then, I'm not really I, convinced. I still think Lou Jane and, and Dorney are going to show up at some point. Don't even, don't even give me false hope about Lou Jane. <laughs> don't even. Maybe she faked her death too. May, maybe. <laughs> that would make, maybe, I, maybe Bro faked her death. 
Maybe. Bro probably faked everybody's deaths. <laughs> Bro would. <laughs> They've been dead the whole time. It's just like Lost. No, so, no, that, nope. Okay. <laughs> Another podcast, but no. <laughs> so we find out it was Bro who specifically sent Qu- Quailer and Herf to find Wedge. Quailer and <laughs> Alright, his name is Quail from now on. Quail. Quail Herf. Quail Herf. Quail Herf. To find Wedge. Bro admits that he would have sent it to Corin, but the news of his death had reached Typhara by then. And of course, Corin is moved by this. <laughs> what? <laughs> because. Oh my god, Corin. <laughs> bro, that means so much. Bro. Oh my, my god, bro. Part- I always knew you'd come through for me, bro. I'm so moved, bro. <laughs> we should hug, but not like too close, bro. I still believe in your skills, bro. <laughs> anyway, Iela <laughs> Sixtus and Elskol stay on Typhera to mess stuff up while Mirax, Corn, and Bro are heading back to the home base. <clears throat> Back on home base, Wedge is glad to have Bro back, especially because he has a lot of insight on what's actually happening on Typhara. Together, they come up with a plan to go grab some of the Bacta that is now under guarded convoy by Captain Convarion of the Corruptor. The Ashurn have already sliced some code into the freighters and of the people who are willing to defect, and it'll make them deviate from their hyperspace course, where the X-Wings will be able to easily pick them up and take them where they need to go. It's risky, but Wedge is willing to do it. It's so far so good on the mission, the freighters arrive at their designated place, the X-Wings are all there, and the first couple go with them with no issue, except like a quip about, it's, haha, it's fine if Isard kills my wife, lol, which was... Unnecessary. Oh, so unnecessary. <clears throat> the third ship, the Meander, moves toward the rogues. Like eventually, uh, <laughs> eventually moves toward the rogues. But another ship, the Alazi, rolls to fire on them. Gavin and Riv crippled Alazi. Yay, heroes! Yay, heroes! Wedge then bluffs with the captain of the Alazi and tells them that the code that made them jump will also purge the atmosphere of the ship, letting them know that they will, in fact, take the Bacta over their dead bodies. The Alazi agrees to go with Gavin and Riv on their run. Yay, Gavin and Riv are such heroes. I love them so much. Unfortunately, the Corruptor arrives in their direct hyperspace route. Immediately, the Death Seeds, X-Wings, and the Alazi are destroyed by the turbo lasers, and there's no sign of anybody. Asir wants to stay to try to figure out what happened to Gavin, but Wedge commands them all to leave, knowing there's nothing left of him. On the way home, Wedge realizes that they've made a big mistake and have been underestimating Isard this whole time. Okay, they describe Sh- Shiv's... What's his name? Riv. <laughs> Riv Shield. Shiv? Not, <laughs> Not <mean>. Shiv. <laughs> <laughs> Shiv. <laughs> I got confused because it's r- review. Um, <laughs> so they describe Shiv's ship being like melted into whatever, but they don't <laughs> describe Gavin's ship being blown up in any way. They just don't see Gavin, so I don't think Gavin's dead. I was gonna say Meg seems to be taking it pretty well that her favorite just got obliterated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the heartache of Gavin will come later. 
Don't yeah, say that. What? He's not dead. Don't say that. Is it when Gavin realizes that his true love is dead? Oh, God. I... And him and Asir have a heartbreaking breakup session when Gavin reveals that all this time he was only dating her because she was a stand-in for his true love, Riv Shiel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Danny, how do you think this is bad all the time? Staff, did you say I'm ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for the top break. <laughs> oh my god. I know I said I wasn't going to have any more theories, but I'm pretty sure Kevin's alive. And I'm not willing to be proven wrong on this. In the next chapter, we go to Icehard, where her and Boru are meeting Convarion aboard the Corruptor. It's super imperial. There's just hella stormtroopers, and he is all starry-eyed when it comes to Isard, and she keeps trying to mess with him, and he just goes along with it like a good soldier. We find out that Convarion lied in his report to her, though, about, and he said that he had delayed in destroying the Alazi, but Isard knows otherwise, and asks if he's prepared to accept the responsibility of his decision. He says yes, and Isard orders him to execute the families of those aboard the ship that he destroyed. And they just happen to bring them with them so he can do it right now. So, thanks, Isard, for that. She's wonderful. Oh. (laughs) So beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Much love. She doesn't actually make Convarion kill them. She was just trying to get her point across that what matters most are her orders, and they will be followed in the future. Oh, she's so smart. Is she or is she weak? Is she? Boru thinks she's being weak. But, but they continue Boru's... on. She has one blue eye and one red eye. The blue eye is the weak eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, that didn't make any sense, but it was still funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it didn't make sense. <laughs> so, Boru's report, which is the real re- reason why they're there, is them figuring out where all of the Bacta that the rogues have taken has been delivered to. And so now that the Corruptor's mission will be to track down the stolen Bacta shipments and either take it back, get payment, or kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. It seems mean. <laughs> Ice heart. <laughs> seems, seems mean. Yes. Knowing yes, Ice heart, it'll probably be the kill everybody <laughs> option. Yeah. It's the, the best option. Is it? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> and the best thing is, well, the best, the worst thing is that Boru instructs him to when he does find a city or planet to make an example from to really just drive the point home and they'll record it and spread it out to everybody to make it clear that the Bacta business will not, I don't know what I'm saying, (laughs) that they mean business back on Typhara. Yella is not a fan of the mission she's on because it's blatant murder. And Their she's target, soft. She's soft. Their target is Aaron Delaret, Eris's father. Although he's basically a puppet because 
being the head of the corporation, he became a general in the Typharian Defense Force, but it doesn't mean anything. But his death will bring the war home to Typharians more than if they would hit a military target. I really want to see a scene between Eresi and her father because I'm just imagining it as um, uh, who's the little brat from uh, Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory? Veruca Salt? Veruca Salt. Salt, yeah. I'm imagining that being their relationship. That's probably really accurate. But we'll never find out. Um, So Elskull (laughs) makes an impassioned speech about what they're doing, about how what they're doing is necessary, and they can't depend on the legitimate systems to do the right thing. Yella has always had the government to back her up when she was in Corsac, and even in the Rebellion, there were certain contingencies that made it so what you were doing could still feel like the right thing and didn't just feel like murder. (laughs) But here... (laughs) Where everything is against you and you're trying to overthrow a corrupt government, you just have to do what you have to do. So Iela agrees in principle, but she still has misgivings about assassinating Delaret in his own home. But they're saying that it has to be in the home. They need to make Typharians feel unsafe, which, oof, do not get on their bad side. Yikes. Yeah. And then they have to have the difficult conversation of, But what about the other people in the home? What if there's children? (laughs) And end up agreeing on anyone who is a minor, they will only stun. But anyone else, they'll just kill. Because hutlings grow into hut. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah. No pun intended. (laughs) I see what you did. They end up entering the manor with no problems except killing a couple of guards. When they find Delaret, he's asleep in his study with a huge statue of himself and a cheering audience on the hollow. That's how I spend my Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yella comes up with an idea that will make it even better in the end. And we don't really know what it is except that she shoots him, and he's naked. <laughs> so they kill him and embarrass him. Yo. Right. Uh, it's like, it's and like that's having how one of those dreams. <laughs> this was did. the most questionable ending of a reading block so far. It really was. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah, that was very odd. It's a cliffhanger. Yes. Correct. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> Speaking of cliffhangers, let's uh, oh, I was do hoping that we could literally just end the episode like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good. We can. No, no. We can. Um, let's do some listener questions. So last week we asked you all, what are some rumors that Booster could spread about the restricted section on his trade station? Ben said, I hear it's where he keeps the Ark of the Covenant, the Maltese Falcon, and the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. That's so many things. It's a lot of things. Luke Brywalker said, It's a tribe of rabid man-eating Ewoks that have infested the restriction, the restricted section. Yikes. That's scary. That. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. I will be their queen. <laughs> Meg eats men for breakfast. It's true. With my Ewok no, I- friends. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
keep going. <laughs> Connor in Star Wars said, he tells people that the room is full of clones of Cornhorn. Oh, that's mm. good. That, that would keep, keep some people me out. out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although apparently it would not keep any of the ladies out. Mm. Oh. Only yeah. three specifically. <laughs> I mean, of the number of ladies in this book, that's a pretty significant sample size. It's I'm true. Saying. It's true, though. Yeah. Um, Austin said it's something about Nicholas Flamel. <sighs> He's got Harry Potter on the brain. That's a good reference. That's a good reference. Jay said it contains Booster's formidable library of Hatties pornography. And then added, FYI, that's a quote from an actual EU book, non-X-Wing. Which I'm so glad. Is it really? Sure <laughs> I'm not surprised. Jay. But I'm so Let glad your sources, that Jay. Yeah. Is it Our really? Uh, I don't I don't think I want to know, but I want to know. <laughs> the EU anyway. deserve to die. <laughs> Come to Rogue Padre for all these why. hot takes and more. <laughs> Burn it to the ground. Yes. Hang on, um, I'm, I'm going to go back to reading about Luke using the force on a plate of noodles. Yeah, it's a lot better, for sure. <laughs> Mike said it's Gungan Dancers in the restricted section, which is a nice callback to our Of Dice and Droids crossover episode with Tashi Station. Again, would that keep people out? Yeah. No, I, I would go right in. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, you've read his book. I think he said it. Though. I have. <laughs> I think that's what he said, Dan. You're being very heteronormative right now. Anyway, can you all hear me? Because it just got really yeah. quiet and I'm afraid. No. Okay. <laughs> Nancy said it's where he keeps the dead bodies, which is <laughs> straight wow. to the point. <laughs> it's probably the Nancy's most. beaten around real- no bushes. Yeah, it's probably the most realistic answer so far. <laughs> and finally, Raising Fangirl said it's a shrine to Cornhorn and his exploits, which... Is that code for women? That, I think we all know what that means. Yes. <laughs> I would not want to go in there. I would not want Booster to make that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel right, like that like, would why, make people would even more afraid, though. Shit? They'd be like, but Booster hates him. Why? Right. Like, this is oh, very no. unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it would scare them even more. <laughs> it scares me enough. As it uh, should. So thanks for those answers, guys. And this week's question is, besides planning the insurgency on Typhara, what else has Bro been up to during his death vacation? You know. Deathcation, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing reps at the gym. Damn, you stole mine. <laughs> That's just doing normal. Legs, quads, and the seps, and the Did other seps, and the abs. <laughs> and the traps. Can't and, forget the traps. And, and the glutes. And the tries and buys. And the phalanges. Oh, I love the buys. Yeah, but all the, the, the girth of the arm comes from the triceps, not so much the bicep. <laughs> I was just I was making it by joke. Oh my god. I need to tweet that joke. Did you? That quote. <laughs> the girth of the arm comes from the triceps, not the biceps. Did you did you hear my joke god. about phalanges? I, I did, Danny. Okay, I appreciate good. it. 
<laughs> He's working those phalanges real hard. <laughs> Thank you for noticing me. <laughs> I like to imagine he found somewhere to, that had an ocean so he could surf. I just like to imagine that Bro Chase surfs at some point. Because <laughs> he's a bro. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to say that he's been plotting his comeback this whole time. He's going to like announce that he isn't actually dead. And he's going to do it via a documentary that he's going to call Two Bro, Two Jace. Oh, oh my god. That's pretty good. I think he learned how to knit. <laughs> <laughs> like Like elaborate floral patterns. Yeah, like, I feel like he was making nice things for the Virgin. Do you think he made his own shorts? Yes, absolutely. I like that they spent so much time that in was, this book talking about it. Oh my god, that yeah, so it's Bro still, Jace like, super tight t-shirts, but they were knitted by him. Yeah. Oh, that's hideous. <laughs> Bro Jace Originals, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm dying because of that <laughs> image. It's really good. <laughs> okay. So listeners, if you want to answer this question, you totally can and you totally should. Hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podron. Our website, which has some stuff on it related to this podcast. Um, <laughs> and and the girth Podrin. of one's arms. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's on there yet. <laughs> it's roguepodron.tumblr.com. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. And please send us emails now that we can get them. You can subscribe to us via the Far Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. So next time on Rogue Padron, we have X-Wing the Backdoor, chapters 19 through 24. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew, 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 pew. Bro, 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 bro. Bro, 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 bro. Bro. <laughs> Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. Seth is yep. like barely of drinking age. Right. It's me. I've it's been true. American. He's killing for a long time. All right. But here. Yeah. yeah Where yeah. it matters. Yeah. New Zealand really- doesn't count. You were like yeah, cutting it I, close. You got listen to our earlier conversation. Year. We have all the offensive signs because we're the best. We're the best. <laughs> yeah, so sure. USA. USA. Yeah. America. America. <laughs> well, that was a good podcast. Good, yeah. good job, guys. <laughs> just, cash out. just release that as is and we're set. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <clears throat>Corin hesitated. While he'd floated in the back to he'd mulled over the identity of the man he'd been standing above him. Right, sorry. He well, Corin hesitated. While he'd floated Boo. in the back. <laughs> 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 He's getting a character. Heath, I'm giving you a very rude sign that I learned in ASL class. <laughs> <laughs> it just involves my third finger somehow. Alright.